Welcome to the Your Confident Self Podcast with Allegra Sinclair. Get ready to punch fear in the throat and gain confidence like never before. I help corporate women get the confidence to ask for the job they want and do the work they love. Isn't it time you got unstuck and showed the world how fabulous you are? Hey, this is Allegra. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Today's episode is called, Why a Lack of Personal Boundaries is Killing You. Allowing others to violate your boundaries kills your spirit, your hopes, and your joy. A lack of boundaries is very damaging to your self-esteem. There's some people who are more susceptible to lower self-esteem than others, but personal boundaries are important for all of us. So why are personal boundaries so important? They serve as barriers to protect your self-esteem, and they're tools for establishing limits with others and communicating that there are certain things that you simply won't tolerate. Your personal barriers demonstrate that there are certain behaviors, interactions, and people that you are unwilling to accept in your environment. People without personal boundaries routinely end up in messy situations and relationships. Without limits, you're a victim to the whims of those around you. So if you don't set any rules, that means you're going to be ruled by others. Personal boundaries are about respecting yourself and demanding respect from others. If you don't respect yourself and hold other people accountable for treating you respectfully, that kills you. Maybe it doesn't kill you physically, but it kills you emotionally, and it kills you psychologically. It kills you in all the ways that women need to guard our hearts. It kills that warm, sweet, gooey center that is who you really are. That special magic that you uniquely bring to the world is killed when you don't protect your personal boundaries. Okay, nerd alert. I remember in Star Trek, The Next Generation, when the captain drew a line in the sand and said, here's the line, right here and no farther. He was putting an alien on notice that he would accept a certain amount of stuff, but that that was the line where the stuff would end. That idea lived with me for a while because I realized it was magical. I realized that that meant I could set a line and tell people that they can only come here and no further. I love that. So then I started working on how I could do some of that line setting in my life. My first strategy for setting up personal boundaries is that you communicate openly what your boundaries are. And when people cross them, it's important, even more than that, it's your responsibility to tell them. Many times this is as simple as refusing a request. They may ask you to provide more explanation, but no is a complete sentence. Other people can't give you what you want if you don't tell them what that is. Women are often accused of expecting people to read our minds, and I'll admit that sometimes I'm guilty of that. But on most days, I try to be fair, and I'm very clear about what I want so that I have a better chance of getting it. The second step at setting boundaries is to communicate openly that you value yourself. You have a responsibility and the privilege of setting your own boundaries as you see fit. Some people will never treat you better than you insist on being treated. So we all have to take responsibility for taking care of ourselves. No one else is going to take responsibility for your self-esteem. Now, I'm not suggesting that everybody in the universe is waiting to attack you, but they don't have as vested an interest as you do in protecting your well-being. 
Third, once you decide that you're going to value yourself, part of that process is defining yourself. Decide who you are, who you want to be, and how you deserve to be treated. Start by asking yourself, what am I willing to accept from others? Know that your boundaries can change over time. What you're not willing to accept can change. I suspect that you're a very different person today than you were just five years ago. So it's entirely possible that what you're willing to accept today is different than what you were willing to accept then. That's okay. You can define yourself and then redefine yourself. But if you don't define yourself, then the rest of the world will do it for you and you won't like it. So I've talked about communicating, openly valuing yourself, and then defining yourself. So the fourth tactic for setting personal boundaries is to put a higher priority on yourself. I know that sounds silly, but I talk about self-care a lot. What you focus on, you get more of, and what you measure, you improve. We know this in the business world, and it's true in our personal lives as well. When you make yourself a priority, your life changes and helps you with establishing and maintaining your personal boundaries. Other people are important, but they're no more important than you are. If you take care of yourself first, you're in a better position to take care of others. If you have a heart that wants to serve and help others, I understand. I'm not mad at that. I have that too. However, if I run myself ragged, then I'm no good to anyone. If I take care of myself first, I'll be a better friend, parent, spouse, employee, all of the jobs that we as women have that are important to us. I'll be better at all of those if I take care of myself. It's not noble for you to fall to pieces while you're taking care of everybody else. It's not selfless. It's not cute. It's not charitable. It's not Christian. It's not any of the things that we tell ourselves when we have the nerve to put ourselves last. Putting yourself first and taking care of yourself is all the good things. It's critical. It's important. It's magical. You may not need to set new personal boundaries in all areas of your life. You may be doing a really good job in most of them. So maybe you just need to focus on a couple areas in which you could set better limits. So maybe you'll stop volunteering for every new project that someone suggests at work. Maybe if eight projects are suggested, you could volunteer for four this time instead of eight as you normally would. Maybe you need to stop accepting emotional abuse from a friend, even if it comes under the umbrella of, I'm just kidding. If you perceive it as abusive, it's abusive. No one else needs to define that for you. You know if you feel like you're being abused. Maybe you need to stop loaning money to people who never pay it back if that bothers you. I don't know what your personal boundaries are, but I do know that you get in life what you're willing to tolerate. So I just want to know, what are you willing to tolerate? The fifth tactic is to make your boundaries firm, reasonable, and clear. If others know where you stand on certain issues, there's less chance for confusion, miscommunication, conflict, or drama. But it is possible to set boundaries that are too strict. You'll know that your boundaries are too strict when they feel limiting to you because that's not the intent of setting up good personal boundaries. Once you realize that you have made your boundaries a little too strict for yourself, you can loosen them up. Now stay with me here because the sixth tactic sounds counterintuitive. 
I want to make sure that your boundaries are firm and clear. I just said that. But I also want you to be flexible. That sounds like I'm contradicting myself, but I'm not. There's a difference between firm and flexible. They're not opposites, but they are different. You don't have to follow your own rules 100% of the time. You can decide who and what you want to let in your life and what's best to keep out. So you can be firm and flexible. See how that works? Studies have shown that people with some flexibility in their personal boundaries tend to have the best combination of happiness and success. Being too rigid with yourself can be just as problematic as being too loose. Number seven is so good I should have said it first. But to avoid a lack of boundaries, learn to say no when you need to. This is my favorite strategy. One of my friends tells me all the time that no is a complete sentence. I tend to say no, and then I explain why I said no. Well, guess what? People don't care. (laughs) They don't care why you said no. They don't necessarily want to hear no, but your no is not fatal. So if I just say no and I'm done with the sentence, it feels good. I don't have to go into a whole story about why I said no, because it doesn't matter. If I explain why I said no, are they going to get what they asked me for? No. If I don't explain why I said no, are they going to get what they asked me for? No. The challenge is that when you over-explain your decision, you undermine your personal boundary. If I have a boundary that you can't drink alcohol in my home and you come into my home with vodka, I can simply say, hey, you know, I don't have alcohol in my home. So then my friend says, well, can I just bring in this particular vodka? The answer is no. Complete sentence. On the other hand, if I said, well, no, because you know this and then this and then this, it feels like I'm negotiating when I'm not. I'm simply communicating clearly, openly, and firmly. See how that felt different even when I just said it? And I didn't say it meanly. I'm not saying that you have to be mean when you say no. I didn't say, no, I hate you, leave my house and never come back. Or, no, I never liked you, and by the way, your purse is ugly. (laughs) I just said no. But if I said no because, and then I started to say more, it physically feels different. It emotionally feels different. And it would communicate that if they kept at me, they might wear me down. And I don't want to communicate that. So learn to say one no when it's needed. It's okay to take care of yourself. Boundaries are simply limits on what you'll accept from others. So avoid getting into the habit of always trying to make sure everybody else is happy. Healthy boundaries and just a little bit of selfish go hand in hand quite nicely. Even more than that, having healthy boundaries is an exercise in caring for and respecting yourself. It's a signal to the world about how you feel about yourself. You have a right to expect a certain level of respect and consideration from others. If your lack of boundaries is killing you, now's a great time to start taking better care of yourself. Adequate personal boundaries are not only good for your self-esteem and confidence, they're also great for your general mental health and well-being. If you take better care of yourself, then you'll be able to do the things that you need and want to do for your friends, family, and the rest of your circle. If you're struggling with setting personal boundaries or taking care of yourself, visit AllegraSinclair.com slash discovery and 
sign up for a free discovery call, and I'll be happy to help you set a couple of boundaries that will enable you to take better care of yourself. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time.